0: Hello, and thank you for joining me today. It's Alan Barry labucan here from the rocksandstocksnews.com website. It's been a while since I did a, uh, a show on a market commentary. I've got some trends that I'm, uh, I'm seeing that I think are going to be very bullish for the price of gold, silver, um, copper, other um, battery metals. And I've got a group of companies that I think will... Um, perform well in that kind of an environment and so I've got a shopping list I've got some market trends to talk about so let's get rolling on it right away. Um, You know one of the topics I wanted to start with was the uh, Federal Reserve. They've been talking about um, inflation lately. Uh, The official policy recently went from its transitory inflation to its uh, frustrating inflation. I don't know what comes after frustrating, but um, I think that we're on a trend to see a lot more inflation. Some of those signs are, you, you look at Costco recently, their financial chief officer, Richard Galenti, was talking about the rising costs of goods, such as oil, coffee, nuts, uh, during their earnings call. He listed a raft of inflationary pressures, including high labor, freight, and commodity prices. If you look at, uh, you can find on the internet lately, we've been going around the social media um, sites, I've seen uh, some pictures of uh, all the ships that are outside North America and sort of stuck at sea. And the reason that they're stuck at sea is because they can't find workers um that want to unload and uh move that material that uh, those products around so this idea that inflation isn't going to be is going to be transitory or i think it's going to get a lot more than frustrating um and uh you you uh the what it comes down to is there's cheap there's just not enough cheap labor out there um and uh so in order to get that products off the, off the bolts and onto the consumers is gonna take, uh, I think, higher wages and wage pressure is the biggest uh, impact on the price or on inflation. And uh, if you just don't have, if you're not paying people enough, they're, they're just not there for you to uh, to do the work that's needed. And that's where I think we are right now. I think there's a serious labor problem. Um, cost of living's high. Um, with all the stimulus that's out there, they're, uh, you know, they're paying people not to work. So if you're paid not to work and, uh, uh, you know, why go to work if it's not for more money? So I think wage pressure is going to go up and, that's gonna have an effect on the stock market, which the stock market is grossly overbought right now. Um, I think that it's just looking for a reason to correct. It was down a few hundred points today um, and uh, it's the valuations are extreme. Um, with the inflation, it's gonna mean that they, that it's gonna be a squeeze on their margins, labor costs go up, a squeeze on their margins. So, they can't deliver the kind of earnings that justify these kinds of evaluations. So, I think the big market is in for a correction. Uh, and I think it's going to come down to f- it's already showing up in the food prices. Um, you know, you look at the, uh, the farming business, and uh, if you look at the average age of a farmer, it's over 60 years old now for an American farmer. Um, The young folks just don't want to work that way anymore. It's hard work. And um, so uh, I think you're going to see this happen across the board. And countries are going to need to get back to um, farming, manufacturing in their local uh, domestic countries, uh, domestic uh, um, markets. Um, you know, you, you can't rely, the cost of shipping stuff, let alone uh, that it's not moving, it's sitting out on the, on the ocean. Um, the cost of, uh, of shipping has gone up dramatically, so these are all pressures that are going to go back into the local economies, where you have in the industrial countries and not enough workers that want to do the hard work uh, for the price that's available. So again, wage pressure is going to go up. You're seeing it at Coca-Cola. They're going to great lengths to uh, for to transport materials. They're even looking at now going using bulk shipping vessels that are normally used for food and stuff like that. Um, they're using that. Uh, um, the The carriers are, are uh, the, 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 those sh- um, uh, bulk bulk shipping. Uh, Vessels that they're using are normally used for grains, coal, other raw materials, Um, but they they, have to go to extreme measures and uh, they talk about the due to shortages, delaying uh, transportation, extreme cases are halting transportation altogether. Uh, They have to get creative with their transportation of goods and materials across the world. So this isn't just a uh, United States problem, this is a world problem. Uh, Costco, as I mentioned, Target, uh, they're all having to get very creative uh, to combat the issues at the port. The ports are all backed up causing mass delays uh, and the main cause is ongoing labor shortages uh, and the increasing number of um, ships that are backed up. So not only do you have not, not have enough workers for normal, now they're all backed up and you have uh, even less wor- workers out there. Um, hold on a sec. Uh, sorry. And um, uh, they're, they're working, they're, they're trying to work this supply chain, but they're not having much success. They're trying to go to non-congested ports. Um, so yeah, it's a big problem and we're seeing it also in the mining sector, you know, labs are backed up dramatically and the reason that they're backed up is because they, uh, the, the, when, when you send material to a lab, the first thing that has to get done is crushing, uh, they have to prepare that material to be assayed and that takes a lot of labor intensive work. And they're having a hard time getting those workers and that's why we're seeing all kinds of delays in companies. uh, That want to get their assay results out there, but they can't get their assay results out there, because the labs are so jammed up with, uh, with so it's right across the board that these short Labor problems. are happening and. So. This idea that the uh, inflation is transitory or uh, now frustrating, I don't know what comes next, but um, I don't think it's gonna change. And um, if it gets to where I think it's going, and I think all signs are that it's infre- inflation is about to get out of control, uh, it's very similar to the debt situation. You've got out of, out of, out of control uh, debt worldwide. And, um, that puts the central bankers including the federal reserve in a very um, difficult position uh, one of their own making i might add but uh, that difficult position is they have no tools left in the toolbox in order to fight, fight inflation they've got to talk about transitory and frustrating this and but the reality is is that they they are not going to be able to fight inflation. If they raise interest rates even slightly, you're gonna see, (coughs) excuse me, you're gonna see them kill the economy and they're not gonna do that. So, um, you know, if inflation gets out of control, the Federal Reserve can't do anything about it. That's very positive for the price of gold. And uh, so let me start on the gold. I'm gonna share my screen here. And uh, I'll get the uh, gold chart up there. Oh, I got the wrong one. Here we go. Uh, there's the gold chart. And so uh, this is a weekly chart. Sorry, that's copper. I'm going to talk about copper too, but let's start with gold. So if you uh, look at the price of gold, I'm going to put up here a, uh, this is a, uh, a yearly chart. Um, and a weekly chart. And um, I just want to make sure I'm sharing it properly to everybody. Um, Let me get this up here. Sorry about that, folks. I'm just having a little bit of technical difficulties. (laughs) Um, My my website's not working for me the way I would like it to right now. Oh, I am sharing the screen. Okay. So this is a weekly chart. We're going back to uh, 2016. As you can see from 2016, 17, 18, 19, gold was really going sideways here, um, moving in a tight range. Um, This is indicative of uh, a lot of the stock charts that I'll show you later, but... This is often what happens after a long basing period. You get these spikes in the price. And uh, as you can see here in around uh, April, May of 2019, uh, it was flatlining for a few years and then it blasted off. Um, and, uh, and then since uh, around, mm, let's say, this time last year, about a year ago, started going sideways again, creating another base. Uh, but what I would point out is this is coming off of a base here at about 1271. Now the base is let's say around 1821. Currently trading at 1770. A couple other important notes is uh, a couple a few months ago it had a correction that brought it down to this 1700 level. This is important because as you can see here, there was resistance here and now that resistance became the base. Uh, it had a good run off of that and then has consolidated again, but now we're creating a higher high or higher low. Sorry. And uh, that's a very bullish sign to me when I see higher lows in a stock or, um, Actually, the basing period is an important one as well. Uh, As I said, I'm gonna show you some stock charts here on juniors that are uh, exhibiting that basing kind of period. Uh, But then followed when the fundamentals are right. In the 1920, you know, the debt was going crazy. Uh, It's still going crazy. I think it's with, with, uh, with a resurgence of significant uh, inflation that I think is unstoppable, um, two thousand to three thousand dollars an ounce. I think is in the cards over the next year, uh, maybe as soon as six months. Um, we're seeing good demand in the uh, in the wedding season in uh, India, and um, I think that investors that want to protect their um, their purchasing power. Um, with the uh, with the situation with stocks not being, I don't think stocks are a good, they look like they've been a good uh, parking spot for some time now, but I think that, that uh, that's going to end and uh, it's going to be very bullish for the price of gold. Now, we're also seeing uh, a similar story. Silver and gold tend to follow each other um uh, and silver tends to lag gold so in that same time frame of 16 to 20 it took it, silver was on a long basing period at let's say about $16.89 it took till 2020 uh so almost a year after gold broke out for silver to join the party and it went parabolic for a while there and Lately, it's been coming off. It hasn't created its uh, uh, higher low, Um, but with the bullish signs that I'm seeing in the price of gold, I think that this is the low and uh, we should see it bounce off of there. Another uh, commodity that I like to follow is copper. This is also going back to 2016. As you see, a long basing period at about two dollars and seventy cents. Uh, in around uh, March, April of 2020, uh, it started to blast off. I think you know the the stimulus all over the world uh, is causing that, and um, I think they can't really stop stimulating. And uh, if you've got that that stimulation in the economies of the world, and you and you have inflation as well. Uh, you're going to see strong demand for copper, and we're seeing that. You know now copper's at about four dollars and twenty three cents today. Um, I think it's going a lot higher than five dollars a pound, and um, I just think that uh, you know the the re, the electrification of everything uh, is going to require a lot of copper. And with the government stimulus going into um, electrifying vehicles and everything else, you're going to need a lot of copper. And um, that brings up a subject that, you know, it's like we're going through another industrial revolution. This revolution is the electric vehicles and electrification of everything um, revolution. And... That's gonna require a lot of copper, but even if you look at the copper market before uh, this trend uh, has been developing, just to meet the demands of the global economy, and I'm not even talking about how crucial it is for the, uh, the industrialized countries to rewire their electrical grids, which are very old and in drastic need, You take that out of the equation, you take electric vehicles out of the equation, just alone for the needs of copper, Um, copper uh, was needing to find like, you know, Escondido's every year, but we're not finding those kind of deposits so the demand is tight, uh, was tight, getting tighter, and uh, there's just not enough discoveries out there so I'm very bullish on the price of copper and I think that in order to have this electrification of everything, including vehicles, you, they're going, the developed countries of the world are going to need to rewire their their electrical power grids. So you've got two big, hungry uh, demand uh, places for copper and uh, other and uh, battery metals as well, um, and uh, y- you just don't have enough deposits being found out there that can replace what's been mined over the last 25, 30 years. So, um, yeah, I think we're coming into a real renaissance for uh, gold, silver, copper, and uh, battery metals. Um, It's a new revolution in industry, uh, is the electrification of everything. And the electrical power grids aren't prepared for it. Uh, I don't think the, uh, the battery uh, metals are prepared for it, the raw materials uh, that are needed for all of that. Um, there's not been enough going into the exploration for those over the last uh, 30 years that I've been in the business. And that is going to come home to roost. Robert Friedland said it's the revenge of the miners. And I think that old fashioned economics are going to come back into play. And we're going to see that uh, those miners that are doing good work in exploration uh, development and mining are going to be the tech stocks of the future tech stocks are grossly overvalued, Um, you know, a lot of them are about sharing cat pictures and chatting with friends but real economics needs copper. Fiscal um, economics tell you, you need gold. Silver is needed in all of those, you know, new energy sources, um, cell phones, everything needs commodities, but you know, they're they're putting billions of dollars and billions and billions and trillions of dollars into technology to build things that there's not enough raw materials out there to build what they want to build. So this is what I think gets back to Robert Friedland's point about the revenge of the the miners. I think it's real and I think it's going to happen and inflation is going to happen. So we've got a lot of things lining up for uh, the price of commodities. So let me get onto my shopping list. Um, I'm going to start with uh, some companies that I've recently done interviews with. Uh, Amex Exploration, one of my sponsors of my website, they've got a phenomenal high-grade discovery in Quebec right beside paved roads. Um, it's, uh, they've, drilled, they've been drilling it like crazy, and uh, they have uh, a tremendous um, uh, continuity of their high-grade I think that they have a multi-million ounce gold discovery on their hands of high grade, high margin um, uh, gold in a mining friendly jurisdiction. It only has a $200 million valuation as you can see over here. Uh, They've got a tight stock uh, share structure. And um, I think that as gold gets stronger and they keep delivering with their truth machine, uh, with high-grade gold in their drilling, <clears throat> that this is going to get re-rated much higher, I invite you to go to my website, rocksandstocksnews.com, and you'll find those interviews. I, the one that I really advise you to take a look at is uh, one of my recent interviews was with uh, Jacques Tratte and uh, Kelly Malcolm from the company, and um they are jock and and uh and kelly are really brilliant guys and jock's been around the block for a long time these guys have a in addition to a high grade gold discovery they've also got a copper vms discovery not far from their high grade gold and and jock has a lot of experience in vms and high and high grade gold and so i invite you to check that out because he'll help you to understand more about what they're doing. And uh, I think you'll be very impressed with Amex Exploration, AMX. Um, another company that I'm really impressed with, they're becoming a new website sponsor is um, I-80 Gold. I started picking them, uh, picking them up as coverage in August. Uh, they've had a series of uh, very impressive um, news releases out. I invite you to check out their website Um, and I 80. uh, They have, um, they've what they've announced is high grade drilling results. They've announced that they purchased a a processing facility, um, which makes them a special situation in uh, Nevada. There's not a lot of capacity for. um, these kind of deposits. As you can see, they were up 14 cents today, trading at $3.23. They have a $600 million market value. Uh, I think, with the quality of the assets that they have in their current mines and this new processing facility and their ability to deliver with their exploration, that this is a company that's following the early days of Barrick. Uh, gold. and uh, um, it was known as American Barrack back when I first started in the business, but uh, barrack uh, you know, they built their future off of um, off of uh, Nevada. And uh, i80 led by Ewan Downey is following that same path. Uh, I picked them up in the coverage around here at around uh, two dollars and forty cents. They've been as high as 350. Um, They've had a good breakout, kind of uh, a a nice rounding bottom here. I think that they're creating a cup formation, and that's suggestive that they're going to go up the right side of that cup and take them into new all-time highs. But the bigger picture with I-80 Gold is that I think that this company is going to one day have, and not too long in the future, a valuation in the billions, not 1 billion, billions, Uh, one to 5 billion type valuation, I think is in the cards for them. They're in a great jurisdiction. They've got all the fundamentals. They've got an aggressive manager and uh, Ewan Downey leading the company and they're well-financed. And uh, I got a lot of uh, hope for this company to be the the next uh, major producer of gold in Nevada. And uh, I invite you to check out that interview I did with them recently as well on uh, rocksandstocksnews.com. Another of my sponsors is Sokomen. Sokomen, I've been following them for a few years. They they were down around 20 cents um, earlier this year. Uh, Actually, we did a, a online conference right about here. Uh, they were trading at under tw- around 22 cents. They had a great run because they're in, uh, they're in uh, Newfoundland. And with the Labrador, uh, I mean, um, the success of uh, some of the companies out there uh, led by Newfoundland Gold, uh, it caused a lot of interest into Newfoundland. And Sokeman was one of the early movers. They made a discovery of high-grade gold a few years ago And what we talked about in uh, some of the past interviews that you can find on rocksandstocksnews.com is the similarities between what they have and the Swan Zone at Fosterville, which may put Kirkland Lake on the map. Recently, they're going through a takeover as well. But then like a lot of gold stocks, after they peaked, uh, they've been coming off I think they're creating a really good base here. Uh, and that that will be a cup formation. There's the left side of the cup. You've got the bottoming of the cup. I think next you go up, up and up because um, the fundamentals of what they're working on is that uh, they're, they're, these high grade vein systems are not easy to figure out. They've been kind of hampered in the past because they had to drill uh, from the side of a lake, underneath the lake. Now they put a barge in there recently and they're gonna be drilling off of that barge, which opens this thing up dramatically. I think that that's gonna give them a really strong understanding of uh, of this high grade gold system. Uh, And I think that they could find some swan zones under there. Company only has a $70 million market cap, you look at Newfound Gold; they've got a billion-dollar market cap, and they're looking for the same kind of stuff. So, I uh, I like Sulcamin a lot. Check out their uh, website and go to and check out my uh, last in- interview with them. My own company, Advanced Gold, uh, is uh, really moving into the uh, lithium space. Um, we were able to acquire a group of projects um, down in uh, Mexico um, that uh, are close to where I live here in Mexico. I don't know if everybody knows, but I uh, I live in Mexico. And um, sorry about that. And uh, I live in a state called Zacatecas. And uh, these projects are all central to this, are they're all right around this area. What makes these uh, projects um, quite I- intriguing is that not only do they have uh, uh, lithium, they also have potassium, and Central Mexico is the breadbasket of the country. Getting back to that topic about food earlier, you know, this is where a lot of the uh, farming for Mexico happens, and um, none of that they have to import all the potassium, and. Um, that comes at an added cost that really puts the small farmer out of the bi- out of the ability to get that potassium. But uh, it also uh, so having a source here in Mexico would alleviate that problem. Uh, in addition to the uh, potassium, not a lot of people have recognized. I don't think they're even recognizing us as you can see from the stock price. I don't think this is around when we got the. Uh, the uh, lithium, and now it's been down. I think it's made a bottom here. Looks like a cup formation. Um, And uh, we also have boron. And boron is important for plant health. Uh, It helps to uh, make the plants grow healthier and the products that you produce off of that uh, have better shelf life and more nutrients in them. So nutritionally, it's important. So we've got a good mix of um, lithium, potassium, boron, and um, we're also in the process of um, patenting a unique method to get those uh, out of the ground. The, the uh, deposits start right at surface. If you go to advancedgold.ca and check out the lithium page, we've got a picture, a Google Earth image, so you can see the size of these uh, salt lakes or salars and uh, we also have done a significant amount of sampling that you can see in the uh, the charts below the Google Earth images of all the uh, salars um, and so um, we're working on a lot of really good stuff and uh, that doesn't mean that I don't still have a lot of enthusiasm for our gold and silver projects. Um, I'm going to be working on some plans to Uh, get value out of those as well but for the time being lithium is high on our list lithium is extremely strong right now Um, and uh, there's a hot market for the price of lithium Uh, and so that's going to be our our main focus simply because it's easy to get out of there and it comes right to surface there's road access to all these salt lakes and um, I think you're going to be. Uh, we're working on some stuff that I hope to be able to talk about soon. And I'll leave it at that. Um, another company that I just recently did a news uh, a uh, interview with is Kenora Land uh, Minerals, uh, led by Zach Flood, and I had a great conversation with him last week. I'm really impressed by their key uh, discovery that they have, that they're partnered up with um, with uh, Sumitomo. Uh, it's in Quebec. And what impressed me with it is this high-grade gold discovery has excellent continuity along strike. Uh, and that's a good indicator of continuity, potential to go very deep in these orogenic systems. By the way, you can also find on my website a paper that I put out there about orogenic uh, uh, gold systems. And that's what these guys are looking for. It's what uh, 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 Newfound Gold is looking for. It's what a lot of these uh, exciting gold plays are looking for is these uh, orogenic systems. And these guys have one. It's a series of veins that uh, are coming together quite exceptionally. This guy, these guys have uh, a very strong team. Uh, they attracted Sumatomo and other majors to their various portfolios of properties. Uh, and uh, the majors pay them to do the work. They have a, a management fee of 10% and that income allows them to put a really strong team together. And uh, I mentioned in that interview that um, uh, Zach Flood reminds me of a lot of, uh, I've known Andre Gamond for a number of years. I met him first in the early, around the middle of the 1990s. And uh, he followed the exact same kind of model as Kenorland is following. Um, And They've got a bunch of drilling going on at their high-grade gold discovery. I suggest you do your homework because, as you can see, they haven't been on the market for very long, maybe a year, a bit over a year, and right now they're trading right at their all-time lows. Remember I told you about the basing? Well, these guys have been basing at, you know, until recently, I would say an average price of about $0.85. Now they're trading at 71 but they're on the verge of putting out a bunch of important drill results. And I think that that's gonna drive their stock much higher possibly into that, um, what you call parabolic kind of move. And uh, I think you should take a look at Kenorland, take a look at that recent video because there was a lot of good stuff. And the final question that I asked them was what what made um, uh, Virginia such a big success was, They discovered the Alienor deposit and uh, that was ultimately bought out by Gold Corp. And and then they spun out all of their other projects. That company was bought out and then they spun out all their projects and did it again. So Andre was a three-time takeover target there. And I think that these guys have the kind of portfolio, and the kind of leadership and the strong geological team that can follow that same path. And so, you know, a $32 million valuation on a company that's moving down the same path of Virginia Gold, uh, I think is one you wanna pay attention to. And I've done some uh, recent interviews. Okay, so that's the recent interviews. Some of the, I've got a batch here that I call core holding stocks. These are stocks that I think um, have, they're miners, uh, but I think they're undervalued. I think that they offer an opportunity for the investor that wants to get into gold and other, uh, and silver uh, at cheap valuations. Um, I think that these companies give you a little less risk, but will outperform gold uh, when the gold market gets stronger. One of those companies is uh, a new sponsor and a guy that I did an interview with, that's I80 Gold. I'm not gonna go more into that. I've already talked about them. And uh, I recommend you check out the videos that I've done with you and Downey recently. I think that they're a company that's uh, in line for the Nevada premium. uh, And I think they're on the same path as a young Barrick Gold. And I think they give you a lot of um, not as much risk, but they still have a lot of uh, uh, reward uh, potential ahead of them. So um, I-80 is one of those companies. One that I don't hear many people talk about, but I really think that this Orla mining, uh, OLA is their symbol. They've got a billion-dollar valuation, but I think that they're about to get a re-rating. One of the things you want to look for uh, that uh, Pierre Lasson put out this curve, and it shows how in the exploration stage you get your big gains, then there's a lull that's called the development discount window then there is the next excitement when you put those discoveries into production pierre lasson himself is a big investor in this company which kind of shocks me that more people aren't following it another reason that it shocks me is they're well through they're almost completely through the development discount window and when they turn this mine on in the coming months, uh, they're gonna be the seventh lowest cost producer of gold in the, on the planet. Uh, that's a very, uh, that's the kind of company that can get a lot of attention uh, when gold is stronger. And I think that this one, again, you know, it's kind of been through a long basing period since March at a, uh, actually a slightly higher, I would say about 10% higher than where it's trading at right now. Um, and uh, I think it's a hell of a bargain that's uh, uh, about to go up that other side of the Lasan curve, which is putting it into production and being a low cost producer. So if you want a little less risk, but you wanna be exposed to gold in a stock that I think will dramatically outperform gold in a gold bull market Orla should be on your shopping list as a core holding. Equinox, um, Ross Beatty's company. I talked about these com- this company when they were quite a bit cheaper than they are are, are right now over the last few years. Um, I was talking about them back here when they were about half the price that they are right now and they were twice the price they are right now in the past as well. So. They had a good run. They've consolidated. They're doing some. They're buying out some companies. They're building deposits. Ross Beatty says that this is his uh, swan song in the mining business. He's very bullish on gold. He's a very sharp guy and shrewd businessman uh, in the mining sector. He's a serial entrepreneur that has made several big winners for investors. And I think when he's when it's all said and done. This company will be have a valuation north of 10 billion. Currently, they're trading at about a 2.5 billion valuation. They've got a great pipeline of uh, new mines, long lot live, long lived, and uh, low cost. And um, yeah, in a global market, this is one you want to have on your list as well. For those that are interested in having um, a company like this, a core holding kind of stock, and they want silver. Mag Silver is another company here. Here they've been basing around the two, 21 twenty-one dollar level. Let's say twenty-two even uh, over the last year. Uh, they're in the late stages of the uh, La Son or the development discount window. In fact, they're through that development discount window. They've started production. They're moving into full scale production over the next six months or so. Uh, This will make them the top first, highest or second highest, lowest cost producer of silver. And if silver gets on a run, that will be very positive for their bottom line. And uh, uh, especially because they're such a low cost producer. So they can make money at 20 it goes to 30 or 30 to 50, and there'll be there'll be a cash-making machine, uh, and they've got other projects as well that will help them with their future. So, this company made the discovery of Juan here in Mexico, not far from where I live, actually about an hour's drive from where I live. They're bringing it into production. I recently drove through the town of Fresnillo, and you can see the the mines out there. And uh, it's first class uh, group, first class operation, low cost production, silver. If you want silver exposure with a little less risk, mag silver should be on your list. Um, Okay, so now I wanna get onto my radar screen companies. Uh, These are companies that have, um, you know, I'm reaching out to them. I'd like to get more of them on interviews. Uh, Arctic Star, Arctic Star Exploration, they recently made an announcement that I don't think a lot of people in the uh, diamond business really, or investors in diamonds, don't really understand. And uh, I spent a lot of my career in diamond exploration, and one of the important things you want to develop is a, a diamond distribution curve when you find a Kimberlite. Uh, And what you start out with is small samples. And uh, from a small sample, uh, they have found a, one of their Kimberlites, it's a big one as well, has a very promising um, diamond distribution curve from the uh, small samples that they've done. Um, This will warrant bigger and bigger, I think they'll get it towards bulk sampling. They've got another kimberlite that looks like it might have uh, a good distribution curve once they start doing bigger samples. Um, if you're interested in diamond, diamond prices are very strong. Um, I used to have a report sp- just focusing alone on diamond exploration in Canada, but not many companies are doing that now. Arctic Star is one of them, and I think they've got a discovery on their hand that could get quite exciting in the, in the coming year, year and a half. And um, I'd invite you to take a look at them and do your homework, ADD is their symbol. Um, AZM, Azimut. I started following them when they were way back here because of a discovery under a dollar when they made a discovery up in, in Quebec. These guys have long been known as a really good exploration team. They've got some discoveries that I think could turn into quite impressive. They had a tremendous run uh, last year around May, took them all the way up to about two and a half bucks. Uh, Lately, they've been falling off the map. I don't think that that's fundamentals. I think that it's probably just more related to people waiting for results from their drilling. I think it's oversold. Um, I liked it at a dollar, I like it here. Uh, And I think that this one's got a lot higher to go based on the quality of what they've found and what they can find. AZM is their symbol. Uh, Take a look at AZM. Uh, Another company that's been making noise, and this one, uh, Benton. Benton um, is Benton Resources, B-E-X is their symbol. This company is um, a prospect generator company, and it's run by a family, the Stairs family that are, very talented prospectors. In fact, in the past, they were the prospector of the year at the PDAC. Uh, really sharp family that's been doing this a lot. And recently, they did a bunch of deals with Sokumen, uh, SIC, which is a sponsor of my website. And um, they're ha- seeing some uh, fruits of their labor. And uh, I think that that's going to have a good effect on Socomin. They're finding some lithium in Newfoundland that looks quite exciting they've got some other gold and uh, dis- uh exploration they've uh, they were bottoming and then they came out of that bottom in may had a good run lately they've been bottoming at a higher price and uh, i think they can deliver some good news so BEX is another one you want to take a look at BRC, I always keep coming back to this company when they trade around this 80 cent level, as you can see in the last year, they have traded around their lots, they had a spike in uh, June, uh, earlier this year, took them over a dollar. They are putting a lot of their eggs into this uh, uh, resource calculation that they're doing. And I think that that's getting people focused a little too much on their uh, resource calculation and that resource calculation isn't even going to keep can include their victor uh, vein and I think that victor vein is quite exciting it's got a lot of high grade uh, gold and gold and silver in it they've got a series of veins that they're doing their resource on those are the most developed I think Victor is gonna see a lot more drilling in the future. And then they uh, they recently um, grabbed a bunch of properties to the north of where they are. And um, there's a big caldera there and it looks like all the deposits in the Tonopah area are on the margins of this caldera. Uh, and um, this kind of volcanic rock is uh, has an impact on how, Uh, gold and silver get to the surface and they've got a big part of it now that has been underexplored forever. I think that this could make them uh, a bunch of new discoveries. So I think they got a bunch of new discoveries ahead of them and um, I think that that's going to get them a bigger re-rating than the resource that they're calculating. Um, So They got a cheap, they're cheap uh, on their yearly chart. I think that if silver gets going, uh, that this is one you want to take a look at, BlackRock Silver, BRC is their symbol. Um, The next company I wanted to talk about is Cypress Development Corp. Um, they're, They're in the lithium space. As you can see, lithium earlier this year took off. They were trading at around 45, 50 cents traded as high as nearly $2, had a bottom back up to a buck and a half. Their projects in Nevada, um, there's lots of enthusiasm for um, uh, lithium. You've got the government that's uh, subsidizing lithium. They want to have more mines in America. Nevada is a great place to do mining. These guys have an interesting project of lithium there. And um, you know, as lithium keeps going higher, which I think it will, uh, these guys I think will be um, you know they've already been a good performer, and I think that will continue. Uh, the next company is Dios. Dios uh, is kind of related to um, company I talked about earlier, Azm. They've got a lot of projects near Azm, and uh, I like the work that they do. Um, they could do a little bit better on their marketing. I've tried to get a hold of them a couple of times uh, to do some interviews, but they hard, hard to get on the phone. Uh, but Dios is doing some really good exploration. They've got some high quality projects, a sub $10 million valuation. Uh, they're in good areas of Quebec. Uh, there's a lot to believe that they will get a higher valuation in the future based on the quality of their projects. DOS is their symbol. I, I think you should uh, take a look at D- DOS, Exploration. FWZ uh, is uh, Fireweed Zinc. Uh, fireweed Zinc has a uh, what's turning out to be a high-grade and big uh, zinc deposit up in the Yukon. Um, But recently, they've made some discoveries, they made some, uh, they're starting to hit some VMS uh, mineralization with sniffs of copper in it. Um, This is starting to sound to me like all they've found, and I, I don't mean that as a negative, all that they've found so far could be the extension of the VMS system. And if the, all that they've found, which is spread out over a very large area, lots of high grade is indicative of what, where all that came from. VMS um, deposits are, have zonation of grade. Usually at the, at the top of the system, you find zinc and, and silver. As you get deeper, you find copper and gold. I think that they've got the potential for that. I've been uh, do, sharing some emails with their uh, Brandon McDonald. I'm trying to get him on, the, uh, in, on an interview because I want to specifically talk to him about this. Where is this all coming from, everything they found to date? And could that lead to something even bigger uh, that could be quite... I mean, what they have already is exceptional. Uh, And if they find the source of where that all came from, um, you know, kitty bar the door, this one could have, uh, you know, a half a billion valuation or higher right now they've got a $57 million valuation. Um, Helio Star, HSTR, uh, is a company that I've been following for a lot longer than this company's been Helio Star, it used to be Red Red Star, I can't believe that's hard to come to my name because I used to be a consultant to the company. And uh, Scott Weeks uh, unfortunately passed away a number of years ago. And um, that's when I sort of ended my relationship with uh, Red Star. But uh, before, uh, the, the key thing that he was working on was, I still remember to this day when he called me up and he said, Alan, how do you think the market would react to this? And he explained everything that HelioStar now has in Alaska. He said it's uh, it's a vein system, it's high grade, it has gold and silver, it's uh, uh, it's got good infrastructure. Um, and uh, he asked me how I thought it could be, and I. And at that time I was, I had picked a company called um, Xtori that made a big discovery in an epithermal vein system, much like what they're looking for in Alaska. And um, they ended up getting bought out. And I said to him, yes, Scott, I think the market will really like it because it sounds to me a lot like what uh, Xtori is finding down there in Argentina. And um, he was able to put the deal together to get all that ground. And now Helio Star is advancing that ground. We didn't get a lot of chance to do a lot of work, sadly, because uh, Scott passed away. Um, and then we had a hard market for the price of gold. And so the interest wasn't there. But uh, now Charles Funk is running the exploration on that. Charles has made a uh, help make a discovery on a company I'm going to talk about later, and uh, <clears throat> he's doing the work at um, at uh, these projects that Red Star used to have, and I'm really optimistic about that. Uh, they're making some good discoveries. This is great land up there in Alaska on the Aleutian Islands. Uh, it's quite mild of weather for the uh, for Alaska. They can work a lot several months of the year. And uh, they've got a bunch of, uh, they've had some good drill results out recently. And I think they've got more, but another uh, element to the company is that uh, Charles knows Mexico quite well. And he's added uh, Mexican exploration to the HelioStar portfolio. And uh, I like his chances to make discoveries down there. And recently I listened to an interview on the, Corlin, or the KE report, Corlin report, and he talked about their Mexican stuff that was, they were just sort of doing uh, the work to prepare for drilling, but they really thought that they were going to stay mainly focused on Alaska. And now with the discoveries, the work that they've recently done has increased that interest in their Mexican stuff, and they're uh, getting ready to drill in Mexico. So. They've got drilling in uh, Alaska on an excellent project. They've got drilling on uh, Mexico with an excellent project, $28 million valuation, not a lot of stock out. I think this one's uh, run by a sharp guy and uh, it's got a lot of uh, growth potential left in it. Now earlier I talked a little bit, I brushed on some of the uh, Newfound Gold uh, Newfound Gold has been a rock star in the last year. They've been as high as a billion and a half valuation, almost $13 a share. Uh, they've, they've only been trading for a year and a half or so, and they were down around three bucks. Made this extreme high-grade discovery um, in uh, Newfoundland. Uh, recently, it's come down quite a bit off their highs. And I think for those that are, this is another Fosterville kind of situation where they're not just looking for one swan zone, they're looking for a cluster of swan zones. And um, I I think that, you know, if you've been looking at them over the last year or six months, this is probably the great time to be looking at them because they're they're well cached up. They're doing a lot of uh, exploration and uh, I think they've got, uh, I, I, I listened to their presentation in, at the one of the recent mining shows down in the States, and uh, I was quite impressed with their potential to make multiple swan zone kind of discoveries. And if they do that, even at a $1.29 billion valuation, they'll be looking at several times that valuation. So, You know, if you're looking for someone that has that kind of potential, Newfound is a good one for you to look at, which brings up another company near them in Labrador called, or in Newfoundland called Labrador Gold Corp. As you can see, they followed a similar path in their chart uh, as Newfound Gold and uh, had that peak, came off of it, um, I really like their their location of their projects. Uh, they're in the same geological structure uh, and they're finding the same kind of stuff and they're further behind newfound gold, but I think they could play catch up. And uh, this one's another one that could see a north of a billion dollar valuation, certainly in that Target price of a half a billion to a billion is in, in the cards for them, I think, down the road. And uh, I like the exploration work they're doing, what they're finding. I, I think that they could make some spectacular discoveries as well. Uh, LAB, I like their, uh, their symbol. It's the first three letters of my last name. <laughs> so uh, I think that if, this is another good way to get exposure to the action in newfound gold. Uh, These guys move in lockstep, so it's kind of a leveraged play on success with Newfound, plus the added leverage of if they can make a discovery, which I think they will. So Lab's another one. Um, I'm going kind of long here, and uh, I apologize, uh, but I've got a lot on my list. And that's uh, a strong indicator that we're in uh, the bottom of the market. When I can find a lot of stocks to talk about, It usually means that there's uh, a lot that are oversold and that a turnaround is coming. So, after I do my apologies, let's get on to MUX. McEwen Mining. Um, They've had some operational issues over the last couple of years that um, let me see, I'll get a three-year chart and you see that a few years ago they were trading near $3, let's say $3 a share. Now they're $1.34, this is the period that they've had those operational uh, problems. But McEwen, Rob McEwen is a very smart guy uh, and I think they're gonna fix their problems. And another reason that I'm bringing them up now is they've also got a quite a large uh, copper project in Argentina that nobody's really cares about and I, th- they're planning to IPO that in the near future. And uh, that's their Las Azulas property. And I think that, that um, that's something that uh, could be, a, you could be getting a two for one deal here. <laughs> if they IPO that McEwen mining, uh, McEwen copper, I think they're probably gonna call it McEwen copper. I don't know. Um, but uh, I think this is a heck of a turnaround play. Uh, for for their gold focus, um, but I think that they could have added juice because of their copper uh, asset that's not getting any value in the stock right now. I'm trying to work on an interview with Bob McEwen. I've done one in the past. He's a super busy guy. His uh, people are working on um, pinning him down to do an interview. So I hope to have an interview with him soon uh, we've had a great conversation about his company in the past. I'd like to have another one soon. So stay tuned. Uh, I think McEwen is a turnaround play. And uh, I'm gonna try and get Rob McEwen on an interview soon. Um, nano. Nano is a is Nano One materials. Been as high as three, $6 in the last year. They have had about a 50% haircut. They're a battery metals technology company. And um, I've seen this company grow quite dramatically over the past few years. Uh, a few years ago, you could buy it for well under a dollar. They've traded as high as six, about half that price now. Um, they've got some exciting technologies that they're working on in the battery space. Uh, they've got the attention of some very big uh, companies. Um, and uh, I think that this is one for those. I'm very bullish on the, uh, the battery metal space and battery plays uh, because of the electrification of everything. And this one looks like a very uh, top-notch um, scientific group that uh, has a, a excellent future ahead of them. And um, it, I'm, I'm a fan of technology and I'm a fan of lithium and these guys are in the lithium or uh, in the battery uh, metals and te- technology side of things. And uh, I really like their potential to, to be a much higher valuation stock Uh, N-A-N-O is their symbol. They trade on Toronto. A company that I've done some interviews with uh, over the last couple months, I forgot to talk about them earlier. I'm glad they come up now. It's Ridgeline Minerals. Um, Ridgeline recently did a a deal on one of their properties in Nevada with uh, Nevada Gold Mines, which is a joint venture between Barrick and Newmont. Uh, in Nevada. And um, if this turns out to be a successful discovery, their SWIFT project, uh, um, uh, Nevada gold mines, Barrick and Newmont, will end up spending, I think it's around $20 million. And so um, Ridgeline will have a free ride on the next $20 million worth of exploration. Which is quite exciting, um, and uh, but in addition to that, they've got their Selena project, which is the first company that, or first project <coughs> that I started getting excited about that they have, and um, uh, I think Selena is a, a, a quite an exceptional discovery as well. I've had some chats. You can find it on the website at um, rocksandstocks.com and. I like their business plan. I like that Chad has a strong history uh, experience in Nevada. He used to work for Premier Gold, which was taken over uh, and then spun out, they, pre, when Premier was recently bought, they spun the Nevada stuff into I-80 Gold, which is the sponsor I talked about earlier. And Chad was part of the team that focused on the Nevada stuff. So he's had a good uh, history with top-notch guys in the premier Ewan Downey camp. And now he's going it on his own. Well, not on his own. He actually has a partner that's a driller. And so they founded the company and that gives them a lot of bang for their buck in drilling. And uh, they don't have any problems getting drill rigs, which no joking aside, that's a problem these days, getting drill rigs in a lot of uh, the camps in Canada and, and, uh, and uh, America. And uh, so that's a, a feather in their cap. But, you know, if they were just having access to a drill, that wouldn't mean much. Uh, but they have access to a drill. They have access to funding. They have good exploration projects, good team. They've got a good discovery in Salina. They're also doing some work on their Carlin East project. Uh, And I think that these, they're going to see some fruits of all that labor in the near future. They only have a $23.66 million valuation, which, you know, is about the valuation of the work that uh, uh, Nevada gold mines will do uh, in order to earn into one of their projects. So uh, I think they're ridiculously cheap. uh, And uh, I think that they're another one you should have high on your shopping list. Um, The next company is uh, Sterling Metals. I'm not gonna talk a lot about them because I'm working on an interview. I I think we're actually doing it tomorrow. So I should have it out in the next day or two. Um, And I wanna dig deep into this company because they've made a discovery of uh, silver that looks quite uh, exciting uh, in Eastern Canada. And there's a lot of enthusiasm for Eastern Canada, Canadian Precious Metals uh, discovery and exploration. SAG has one. I, uh, I'm working on an interview, so stay tuned for that interview. Um, but as you can see, this is the cheapest they've been in the last year. So if you've ever looked at say, SAG and you want to look at someone with silver in their, in their discovery portfolio at sale Pond, check them out. Uh, Another company that recently came onto my radar screen is a company called True Precious Metals. T-R-U is their symbol. They are near um, uh, Marathon's discovery. And when a lot of junior explorers are kind of hiding these days, they are hard to get on the phones and emails sometimes. Uh, fortunately, I've got a great, good group that uh, has been doing interviews with me. But these guys actually reached out to me last week, and I sat. I had an online conversation with their uh, geologist and their their management. Uh, Judy M. brought them to me. They're, she's their IR person and. Uh, I've known her in the past and she's not hiding. She's doing her job. She reached out to me because she's seen, you know, the past what I've done. And I had a chance to go over closely their uh, their exploration thesis near the Marathon MOZ uh, discovery. Uh, and um, they're on the same structure. Uh, and uh, at, the, at Marathon's uh, discovery, they found a lot of pristine, well, not a lot, but they found pristine gold gra- grains on uh, the Valentine Lake cor- structure. And that extends throughout uh, True, uh, true uh, Precious Metals, TRU, ground. Uh, they're, they're right beside Marathon and that that structure continues. But what's interesting is they've also found pristine gold grains right at that fault. And, um, but what makes it more, in, even more interesting to me is where Marathon has made their discovery, there's a pretty good bend uh, in that fault. And a lot of times those hinge zones or bends in the faults have a way of preparing the rock to uh, then have a deposit of significant amounts of gold. At the southern end of True Precious Metals project, they've also got one of these hinge type areas. And the past work has found a lot of these uh, uh, pristine gold grains. These guys are planning to do some drilling in the next couple of months, and I think that they are on the they're on the list of ones that I don't follow a lot of early stage pre-drilling projects. But these guys have one that uh, really catches my attention. They've only got an 8.35 million dollar valuation. I'll probably have them on a show in the not too distant future. TRU is their symbol. Check them out. Okay, one last company running over an hour on this one, but like I said, I got lots of companies to talk about. Dizla Silver, Dizla Resources, DZLA. I've been following these guys since they were under a buck. They've been as high as nearly $3, currently trading at 222. They're focused on high-grade silver in Mexico. Uh, Some of their drill holes have over a kilogram uh, in their veins, that's a heck of a high grade of silver. Um, they, they recently uh, also acquired, did a deal to finish off. Now they've got 100% of uh, their projects down in, uh, in Mexico. Um, and they're doing a lot of drilling. Uh, and I think that this one could be a fast track project into production of silver. They bought some uh, my, uh, milling capacity and they have permits on these. So, it, you know, they, they could go from resource economics and uh, production really rapidly. Uh, I think that, you know, at 327 million valuation, I put this one into the category of, you know, they could see a billion plus in their valuation. Got lots of money, doing lots of drilling. I'm expecting a a strong news flow out of these guys. Silver gets rocking. This company will rock as well. DZLA is their symbol, and they trade on the venture exchange. So I'm going to stop the screen share. So there you go, folks. I, you know, in a bull market, I usually can't find a lot of good deals. In a bear market that's about to turn, uh, I often find lots of stocks. I probably talked about 20 plus companies today. Um, and that's because I like gold. I like silver. I like copper. I like battery technology. I like battery metals companies. Um, there's a lot to look out at out there. Uh, And I think that this market for these kind of stocks is gonna get much more bullish for the reasons I talked about earlier. And um, there you go. I've given you a shopping list, given you some core holdings. I talked about my sponsors. My job is done. Your job is to do your homework and speak with your financial advisors before making any investment decisions. As always, this show is for information purposes only. I'm glad you've, uh, I've been able to put a good list together for you. Check these companies out. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing a lot more shows, a lot more interviews. Uh, in fact, I'm also planning another conference, uh, online conference soon. And uh, so you can check that out as well. On that note, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.